We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Meanwhile, the Phoenix Suns going to win their 15th in a row and are now 8-1 on the road. 16 and 3 on the season. Monty Williams and the Suns just keep mowing teams down. They're 3 and 0 on this road trip. Those two have been good friends a long time, including coaching together on Team USA. Much respect, admiration, and love between those two. As the Phoenix Suns continue to show they are a championship caliber team. Chris Paul, 14 points, 10 assists. Devin Booker with 32. They had seven players in double figures. Some great defense as well. Okay. Thus completes um, the first ass-kicking of the season. First true ass-kicking of the season. I know the um, the Cavs game, they lost by whatever it was, 16 or so points. But, um, you know, that was a game down the stretch. Uh, this was the first blowout. Uh, only took... 19 games, you know, where we've been as Nick fans, that's nothing. Um, I am going to start out by uh, doing the obvious thing, which is giving credit to the Phoenix Suns, who, um, you know, I don't know if it's them or the Warriors, but they are playing at the very least as well as any team in the NBA right now. Um, And on that note, the second thing I will point out and something that uh, I – realized midway through this one, which is that I do not think it was lost on the Suns that they were playing against the team coached by the man who uh, won coach of the year last year over the guy who coaches them. Because that, uh, if you've been paying attention to Phoenix lately, um, yes, they've obviously won now 15 games in a row, but a lot of their recent uh, games have been pretty close think they've been kind of playing down to the level of the competition, maybe haven't been um, on their on their P's and Q's. They were on their P's and Q's tonight. Um, that is a finals team looking like it was maybe not playing playoff intensity, but pretty damn close to it. And uh, it was obvious, and it also helps when you um, make shots, which they were making everything. I, look, I mean, I'm sure every time – you say something nice about a team that just uh, lost by 20 points, 21 points, as it were, it's going to get probably met with a little bit of pushback. I didn't think the Knicks defense was awful tonight. I thought their defense was, you know, was fine. Um, I think 
Devin Booker put on a, you know, whoever your comp is, uh, Jordan-esque, Bryant-esque, um, whoever-esque. He was that good. Um, you couldn't stop him tonight. I didn't really think it was anything that the Knicks defense did or did not do. Um, obviously, the Suns hit some – a lot of their threes were, you know, somewhat open. Um, but they were 13 of 28 from deep and shot 56% overall. Um, I thought the Knicks, you know, did better than they have in some games, worse than they have in others in terms of getting back out on the threes. Um, but the Suns just didn't miss tonight. And, you know, when you have Devin Booker and Chris Paul playing up to the capabilities of Devin Booker and Chris Paul, it's going to be a long night. That said, uh, I thought the the third quarter was where the game, obviously, not where it turned. I thought the first half was just kind of slowly got away. The Knicks went through one too many periods of offensive inefficiency, and then they made their push in the third quarter. And I thought it was a legitimate push. I thought Kemba Walker played a really nice game on offense. Um, it's interesting that, I, you know, I have to go back and watch or look at the stat lines or really think about it. And this is kind of going to be my big takeaway from tonight. So tonight, Kemba Walker played a nice offensive game. Hit some shots, made some nice drives, made some nice, pass, made some nice passes. Um, his final stat line, 5 of 11 from the field, 3 of 6 from deep. Only two assists, 17 points. I think that stat line kind of belittles his impact during the moments where he was in there. Only played 23 minutes. But I thought he had some stretches where he was really, you know, as he has had at other times this year. I mean, he's led the team in scoring three times. Had a stretch, couple stretches where he looked like a little bit like Kemba Walker, and then you have Julius Randle, who took eight shots tonight. Um, did not have really a significant imprint on the game on the offensive end of the court. Drew doubles um, was maybe a little later than you'd like passing out of the doubles, but did pass out of the doubles. Found open shooters. Um, sometimes they hit. Most of the time they missed. I think we're still at the point of like, again, we've gone back and forth, or I've gone back and forth with like, should the offense run through Kemba? Should the offense run through Julius? I think at the very least now, almost 20 games into the season, we could kind of accept the fact that this is a team that at, at the present moment, these two guys are, are, have not figured out how to have good games at the same time and to, dare I say, dominate at the same time. It's like if one guy's dominating, the other guy's kind of a passenger. If the other guy's dominating, the other guy's and, – and it's it's tough because, you know, I think when you have players who are this used to having the ball – and, like, I don't think the same really go, goes for Fournier or goes for Barrett. I think th- those guys can kind of find their way. Obviously, Barrett's struggling still very much right now. But specifically Julius and Kemba, they're just – so used, especially Julius coming off last year, just so used to having the ball. I think that is the adjustment. That is the that is the that is the main adjustment for this team to make. There are other adjustments, but until they could figure out the Julius Kemba dynamic, how to get both of those guys going in the same game at the same time, um, you know, and maybe they, as I'm sure people will continue to call for. Maybe they can't figure it out. Maybe Kemba goes to the bench. Maybe Kemba goes, you know, into mothballs. Um, maybe, uh, you know, whatever it is. Like, maybe that's what they decide. But, like, until they resolve that situation, um, it's not, it's not going to go well. 
Um, and then the other, the only other thing I'll mention is it's, you know, when you go up against an elite team and you're, you have a bench usually that does what the New York Knicks bench does. And then this is where the night where you see the absence of, of Derrick Rose. Um, and I think even more than just like Derrick Rose's absence, how it affects the, the bench, just Derrick Rose's absence generally. He is such a spark plug. I wondered during the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, if Derrick Rose was there, does he keep that lead a little bit closer? Um, you know, would he wouldn't have obviously helped with Phoenix's shot making in the in the second half. They just every time the Knicks made a push, Phoenix would come back with a shot. Although there was some, there was a moment there where I think the Knicks had got it down to, I think the Knicks had got it down to ten, and it was when the bench was in the game, or maybe it was ten, twelve, something like that. But it was, it was probably the last significant push that they had, and it was, I think, Barrett in the game with the subs, and um, Knicks just had three straight possessions where they came down and and nothing happened. You wonder if Rose is in there, maybe the league gets down to eight, maybe league, you know, something like that. Um, alas. Rose was not in there. We'll talk more about, you know, the rotation tonight. I mean, I thought the rotation was fine. I did think it was interesting that um, Mitchell Robinson only played 21 minutes. He has moments of effectiveness, and then there are other moments where you look at it, and it's like, yeah, you know, Nolan's Noel might be the better center for this team right now. Um, And then I've talked about a lot of bad and question marks and whatnot. Let's end with something good before I get to the Super Chat. Emmanuel, quickly. 16 points um, on nine shots, six of nine from the field, three of six from deep, ended up with four assists. A couple of those came in garbage time, a couple of rebounds. Um, the the moment that I will take away from this game moving forward and, like, look, I don't know what's going to happen this season. Obviously, it's not probably going to be the season a lot of fans expected. Um, it is perhaps uh, a, a, a rude awakening that, Maybe we weren't as close as some of us thought going into this year. You know, Barrett will figure it out. Toppin had a terrible game. He's going to be fine. I'm going to continue to go back to Emmanuel quickly is a special player. And I don't know what that means long-term in terms of, is he a guy you, you know, he's your starting point guard and you could run him out there as a starter and, that's and then you're a good team, and he's that good. Is he just going to be one of the best six men in the league for his career? I don't know, but I know that dude is is a guy who I don't. Whatever team, he's more than just some bench spark plug, like Jamal Crawford, late career Jamal Crawford. You know, like Jason Terry. Like maybe actually Terry might not be the worst example because Terry, Jason Terry is a guy. Like I've been trying to figure out comps for quickly. And like obviously the hot the, the 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 high comps are like Steph and Dame or whatever, you know. But a guy like Jason Terry, Jason Terry, I don't know what where he ranked on the Mavs uh, 2010 uh, or 2010-11 championship team. Was he their third most important player? Was he their fourth most important player? But something like that, a guy that could come in and for stretches at a time look like the best guy on the floor against any team in the league. Um, that's I think that's probably quickly his destiny. Um, but maybe I'm underselling him. Um, I, I don't know. He's, he just, his fight that he showed against Chris Paul there and that possession, getting up in Chris Paul and not showing, I know the Knicks were down, but 
that to me was super, super impressive. And he just has the mentality of a guy you want um, on your team. And, and for as much as this year has been up and down and, and a lot probably more bad than good from our perspective, the fact that they got that kid and he's having the type of year he's having is exciting. So, uh, all right, let's get into the Super Chat. I'm sure we're going to have some, uh, some comments, some thoughts, some takes. Brian Carter with our first Super Chat comment. Uh, welcome to the Super Chat comment. Thank you or to the Super Chat, Brian. Thank you for contributing. Dog shit game. Completely agree. Suns never feared us or took us seriously. Um, they consistently had smiles on their faces and nothing we could do to stop it. Um, I'm not going to agree with the part that they didn't take us seriously. I think if they didn't take us seriously, they wouldn't have come out with the effort and energy and intensity level that they did. I, th- I actually think the Suns took the Knicks very seriously tonight, and it was because they took the Knicks very seriously tonight um that they whooped our butts um i you know it's not an accident the knicks have been in literally every game um that they've played through 18 games that doesn't happen by accident go go look you know at at any any team's uh game log in the league pretty much any team um and you will find a blowout here or a blowout there where they're on the wrong side of a blowout or where they get you know, whatever the Knicks haven't had that yet. They've been in every game and that's say what you want about Tibbs. It's a sign of a well-prepared team. I think the Suns took the Knicks very seriously and they just were smiling because everything was going in. Um, and they knew that they were playing well. And like, did they know that they were better than the Knicks? Yeah, of course they knew they were better than the Knicks. Like, no, of course. Um, but they did, I think they came in and played, played hard, played, uh, played well and certainly played up to, um, you know, their, uh, their, their capabilities. Um, Aussie Knicks fan. What's going on, man? Um, <laughs> Suns just too good tonight. Um, you were right. Booker really did play like a man who had a light Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For anybody, shout out to our pregame, uh, saying take Devin Booker in whatever category you want to take Devin Booker in. Um, I think he hit, across did he actually he may not have hit free throws didn't get to the free throw line so hopefully he didn't take him at free throws hit on threes and obviously hit on points um on a positive note i love what we saw from iq tonight he is a future star yeah i don't know how how much into the future um we have to look for that stardom um fred katz uh the great fred katz for the athletic tweeted it tonight how long is it going to be before i mean quickly obviously played almost the whole fourth quarter until tips smartly took him out. Cause he's got to run him tomorrow night. And except a back to back only played 20 minutes tonight. He's averaging 20, about 20 minutes, 21, 22, whatever minutes on the year. Um, actually might be a little less than that. It might be since the, might be in the, over the last like 10 or 12 games, he's averaging above 20. He might be averaging under 20 for right now. Whatever it is, it's not enough. Um, he's the best thing about this team right now, other than maybe Derek Rose. I, I get that Tibbs wants to get the starters going. I don't blame him for wanting to get the starters going. I don't blame him for wanting to give this thing a real opportunity before he pulls the plug. Because here's the thing. Once you pull the plug and you whatever, bench Kemba, insert quickly, do whatever you're going to do, you can't put that that cat back in the bag. Once cat's out of the bag, it's like that's it. Um, and I, I – and Tibbs – plays his starters a commensurate amount of minutes. What we saw from Derrick Rose last year, he averaged 25 minutes a game with the Knicks. That's about as much as he's going to – Tibbs is ever going to play a starter. 
And quickly he's getting close. That said, he needs to be at 25. Um, he's that good. So, yeah, he, he might, the star might be pretty close. Robert Cross, what's going on? All I see is the hashtag 53 wins. Sticking true to it, man. I love it. It's time to start IQ a point guard. The future is now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's not an unfair comment. The only, the only pushback I'll give, and it's more of a devil's advocate than me really believing this, is it, it, it's just – it's so tough. It's so tough for me to give up on the starting five yet only because Kemba will still have moments. And that's all they are, really. It's moments. Maybe it's a quarter or half a quarter, but it's moments where it's like uh, the guy could still do the thing, right? He could still hit the off-the-dribble uh, three. He could still drive the lane. He could st- He made a re- – um, the, the pass he made on the drive to – I think it was Obi Toppin, and Obi Toppin bricked the three because Obi was off tonight. But that's the best pass any Nick made this year, last year, any any in recent memory. That was a great pass. Great pass. Kemba Walker could do that. He could do other things, too. We've seen him do nice things, but it's not working. And how long do you wait for it to click? And uh, I, I don't have a great answer for that question. And then, But the other the other side of the coin, and, and this involves Quentin Grimes. We saw Quentin Grimes tonight. Um, <laughs> um, uh, we saw Quentin Grimes tonight get some real action. And um, to me, it's not elevate quickly, put Kemba next to Rose in the back, back up backcourt, and then that's it. Like, to me, if you're not starting Kemba, you're not playing Kemba. So it's essentially a question of is 19 games enough time to pull the plug on the Kemba experiment when – if you look at his overall efficiency this year and it's like the guy's not having a terrible year, then again, go talk to any Boston fan who watched that team last season. And there's a reason that Boston fans, even though Kemba had, if you take out the first 10 games, a pretty outstanding last 44, 43 games of the last season. And just in terms of numbers, there's a reason any Boston fans going to be like, it wasn't working. Um, I don't know what the answer is, and I'm, but I'm certainly not going to begrudge anybody for um, starting to lose their patience. But I see a guy that can still play basketball, and um, I see a guy that 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 maybe it could still work. Julius said, I think it was over the weekend. It's just a matter of, like give us time. When this thing clicks, it's gonna be it's gonna look really good. Is he just putting lipstick on a pig, or he does really, does he really believe that? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kevin, what's going on, my man? Kevin Danishevsky. I expected to get blown out, and we did. Um, smart man. Uh, best team in the league. Let's talk positives. Emmanuel quickly is special. Again, there's that word. I said it. Um, Robert Cross said it. And now Kevin's saying it. I really like the way Obi and Grimes played despite missing shots. Beat Atlanta. Yeah, I, I mean, let's. Um, so Obi was. I don't even want to read his his stat line. Um, it, it was it was not great. Um, but Grimes uh, similarly one for six overall, one of five from deep. I like the way Grimes played, and that's why. Like for all the people who have been calling, we got to get Grimes in the game. We got to get Grimes in the game, and I've been pushing back on it. Like it's not crazy. The guy defensively, he, I. I love what he does defensively. I think he's ready to be a, a, a solid plus NBA defender right now. Um, although I think uh, who is it? Payne got him on the the foul. He fouled him on the corner three. Uh, offensively, I think he would hit shots. I think I love the no hesitation. I love I love his size. You could switch obviously a lot with him. I, I'm I'm a big Quentin Grimes guy, and I think that's certainly a positive. But um, let's see what he does one more time. Hush Zoo. Becoming less and less of a fan of RJ's pick and roll game. He doesn't drive with confidence, settles on floaters, tunnel vision. Is this overreacting? Um, gosh, we really have not talked about RJ yet tonight, have we? Um, so here's the other thing. And this is the other pushback that I'll give. And I'll answer these questions. But the other pushback I will give on the – you know, start quickly, get, you know, get, get Kemba out of here deal. It's really hard. And I think I said maybe this exact thing, but I'll say it again. Um, it's really hard to run an average NBA offense, let alone like a top 10 NBA offense. When you have one of your supposed to be one of your four main cogs, because the Knicks do not have a center who could do anything. Different story. Other than, you know, catch lobs, obviously. When one of your four main cogs and a guy who was theoretically supposed to be the second best player on your team has been quite literally the worst offensive high-volume player in the sport for three weeks now, maybe might be underselling it, might be a little bit more, more than three weeks, that's really hard. RJ's bad right now uh, on offense. He's he's his the process is good. He's just not making shots. But it gets to a point where not only are the shots not going in, but but to hush Zoo's point, um, not driving with confidence. Like you know when he's driving right now. Like those drives that we saw earlier in the year that I was like, man, even when he's missing, it's a good looking shot. Like right now, it, it's he's not getting anywhere with his dribble. Continually, possession after possession after possession. Give him a pick, give him whatever. He's getting nowhere with his dribble, not penetrating. Um, and when he is penetrating, it's 
little, it's the herky jerky, this and that. And like, that's fine. If again, taking from Jimmy Butler, you're going to use that size to draw fouls. And Jimmy Butler draws more fouls than anybody in the league. Or you're going to dribble into those little floaters and fadeaways and different things, which Jimmy Butler doesn't hit all of them, but he hits a lot of them and he takes a lot of them and he hits a lot of them. RJ's not, he's not in that conversation right now. Forget about being close. He's not in the conversation. So if you take away the three ball, which again, tonight he was, I think he hit one, two. He was one of three. Losing a little, maybe a little losing a little confidence in the three ball. Like he's going to be fine. I don't know what fine is. I'm not getting into that conversation tonight. He'll be fine. He'll be better than this. This is not what RJ Barrett is, but just to, to everybody who is pointing the finger at whoever it is, Randall, Kemba, you know, Fournier, who, boy, did he have a dreadful game after starting off hot. Um, you know, RJ's partially responsible for that too. Um, so I, ju- I just want to at least acknowledge that. I don't want to pour on RJ. I don't want to, like, ring alarm bells on RJ. But it's it's really hard to run a, a run a good offense. And, you know, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Devin Booker – no one would have stopped Devin Booker tonight, but like, so RJ still, you know, if you set a good screen on RJ, he could still be had, you know, um, he got beat on a couple of drives when he got switched onto guards tonight. Like there's still some progress to be made on that end of the floor as well. Um, he'll get there. It's just, he's 21 and he looks 21 right now. Anthony Sixto, you don't stop Booker. You can't let him dictate the flow because a hand in his face doesn't phase the shot. Never crowded, bodied, or initiated the action. Completely agree with that. I love that comment. Um, the only thing I will say is that, again, it's easy to say that, and I agree with it. Devil's advocate, he's a guy who his handle at this point, if you do crowd him, and his, his, his vision is passing, I think he's averaging like five or six assists on the year, whatever it is. Like, that's a tough guy to, to really get into. What you need is a guy who can – and like RJ, again, RJ getting into him, RJ doesn't have like that level of foot speed. RJ has the size and the physicality. But against a guy like Booker who has some size and physicality in his own right, I don't know how effective that be. The, you know, the, the guy you, you, you would have loved to see get a chance, and I'm not saying that Tibbs like should have put him magically into the rotation tonight, but the guy I would have loved to see get a chance on, on Booker is, is Deuce McBride. Give me a, a year or two down the line. I'd love to see what Deuce McBride could do against that type of shot creator. Um, I know he gives up size, but man, or gives up height. He doesn't give up size. He's built like a brick, brick shithouse. Um, but I agree. It's a, it's a fair criticism. He, he felt comfortable, and you can't let that dude feel comfortable. Um, uh, Harry Donor, what's going on, Harry? Don't really want to talk about this game. It is what it is. Do you think IQ is on a hot street? Absolutely not. Uh, or is this the leap? Not just shooting, but also defense, playmaking, passing, et cetera. Yeah, there were a couple of really nice passes from quickly that um, didn't go down for shots. And then, like, he makes this simple pass. Like, the one RJ3 that RJ hit, like, quickly shot that pass ahead from half court. He didn't take his time. He didn't, like, oh, let me serve. No, he's like, I got fucking RJ in the corner. I'm going to pass to RJ in the corner. Is it the leap? Oh, I just still don't know what the ceiling is. 
he is at this point getting penetration pretty much whenever he wants. May not be right away. May may have to back out a little bit, but he is getting penetration whenever he wants. And most of the time it ends up in the floater, although tonight we saw a new wrinkle, which is him stopping on a dime and putting up the mid-ranger, making it, and drawing the contact and getting the end one. It's just the little things. And and here's the other part. At no point, like we could pick literally any player on the Knicks roster right now, and we could point to it, man, that part of their game is just fucking brutal. I don't care if it's Randall, Kemba, OB, you know, Phony, RJ, anybody. You could point to some part of their game and be like, man, that part of their game, is just it's not working right now. Quickly, there's nothing you could point to right now where you're like, ah, that's not really working for him right now. He is doing everything well. And part and parcel with that is he's smart. And he's only trying to execute the parts of his game that he is confident in and he knows are working for him, which is why you're not really seeing him challenge the rim all that much because maybe that part of his game still isn't there. And maybe that's the last step. I, I, I can't say enough about this kid. Um, and I get why everybody's like, let him start. Cause you want to see what he could do with 30 minutes a night. I want to see what he could do with 30 minutes a night. I'm as curious as anyone. Um, yeah, I, I gosh, I, I don't want to put a ceiling on him. So, uh, but is he making the leap? Yeah, I think this is a little bit of a leap. CT Pittman, what's going on, my man? Um, if this was a measuring stick game to see how we fare versus contender, then at least we know we got a ways to go. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we knew they weren't on this level. The only good news is I don't know how many other teams are on this level. I think it's it's Golden State. Uh, it's Phoenix. I can throw Utah in there. Um, Clippers have been playing some good ball, but they're a little bit more inconsistent. Clippers, when they've looked good, they've looked really good. Um, they're not on that level, though. Mavs not on that level, obviously. Um, who am I forgetting out west? Denver, not on that level. Um, and in the east, it's just it's Brooklyn. Um, and then Milwaukee, once they get healthy, and that's really it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very curious to see how they come out against Brooklyn on Tuesday. And yeah, I'm curious to see how they come out tomorrow against Atlanta, but there's not that many truly great teams, which is why I'm not too, you know, bummed out. Like this team is playing so good right now. Uh, what else we got here? Thank you, by the way, everybody, uh, who contributed so far tonight in the super chat. Awesome stuff. Um, and belated happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I should open by saying um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody um, because uh, I hope everybody uh, is doing well and enjoyed themselves. Um, Robert Cross back for more. Mr. Hashtag 53 wins. I need this super chat to declare that IQ ceiling is higher than Jason Terry. Listen, Jason Terry, hold on. Andrew, I know you don't like when I distract from the the super chat. I am, I am fairly certain that Jason Terry. I'm going to say he scored more than nineteen thousand points in his career. Let's see how close I am. Am I going to be way off? If I'm way off, this is going to be very embarrassing, and we should go back in time and edit this out. Jason Terry scored eighteen thousand eight hundred eighty-one points in his career. 
Um, I don't have time to go look up the all-time leading points getters in the NBA, but 18,881 points is a lot of fucking points. So if let me say this. If Emmanuel quickly scores 18,881 points in his career, I'm going to be very happy with Emmanuel quickly. Um, you know, to say nothing of the fact that Terry on, you know, some, some lesser Atlanta teams averaged 20 a game. Um, and then on those Dallas teams, obviously, he, he was – I don't know. Did he ever win a six-man-of-the-year award? Yes, he did. In 08-09, he won a six-man-of-the-year award. So and, – and look, and maybe quickly ceiling is higher. I'm just saying Terry's not the worst comp, in my opinion. That's that's all I'm saying. I love you, Robert. You're the man. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, DM'd you my overreaction. Is IQ an all-star before RJ? I apologize. I haven't gotten to that DM yet. I've been spending a lot of time with the family over the last couple of days. Um, you know, you need to start to be an all-star. Uh, and if he's, let's just say he does start. There are, you know, four, you have to be a top eight point guard in the league to make an all-star team. Essentially they take at most four point guards in each conference. God, I think RJ's path is easier. Um, God, but I'll say this, I, you know, I, I ranked RJ number one and quickly number two on my list on my ranking, the Knicks assets, trade value assets, whatever on the podcast recently. I don't know. It's, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting pretty close. Um, Elias. Okay, I hope I pronounced that right. I apologize if I didn't. Yo, what changed from the starters flowing well in the first to just going flat? It's so frustrating seeing the team go flat like the flip of a switch. I, I thought, I mean, I think Fournier was putting up some some tough shots. RJ can't make anything. I do agree that the starters played well, better in the first the first quarter for sure. I didn't think they were that bad in the third. I thought again they they took some punches and they gave some punches back. Um, I'll I'll lean back on one of the first things I said in in this post game, which is that I think it's Julius and Randall just having a tough time both being successful at the same time. Um, but yes, it's also like, it's also a lack of consistency. And maybe, maybe what we saw tonight, what we saw against the Lakers, what we saw, there's another game recently, I think where the starters played. Okay. Um, Tim said he's starting out the game with more play calls. Maybe that's been helping. I don't know. Whatever it is though. They have to figure it out because uh, these third quarters are, are absolutely killing them. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, back for one more. <laughs> My man, Kev. Uh, no Deuce's jumper isn't there, but also he played nice. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, we, we're all excited about Deuce and, and Quentin Grimes. I just don't know, you know, what are they if they get more time? I'm not willing to make any judgments or assessments on them at all right now because they haven't gotten time. And that includes, like, you know, last year, quickly and OB got themselves into – into the rotation. I think that was because the Knicks weren't nearly as deep. And who did they have to beat? They have to beat they had to beat Kevin Knox. 
They had to beat uh, – God, I forget who the hell was like even on last year's team. Nobody good. <laughs> um, so this year, you know, I don't know who those guys are beating out, but they're they're good, and I, I think they're going to be good, and I look forward to them playing. Um, and Big Midget, back for another Super Chat comment. To beat better teams, we need Randall to go off. Turtle. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed their turtle or uh, kangaroo or turkey or any 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 of your meat of choice on Thanksgiving as well. Um, <sighs> Here's the other argument for <laughs> sorry, random. Here's the other argument for putting putting Kemba in mothballs again on a night when he was arguably the best starter. Not arguably, he was the best starter. When the offense goes through Randall and guys play off him, it's a it's a better look thus far this year than when the offense has gone through Kemba. Because I don't think Randall and again, this is not Kemba's fault. I don't even know if this is Julius's fault. But like we have yet to see Julius be able to be anything really truly helpful on the offensive end when the offense goes through Kemba. Does that mean he can't? I, I don't know, but it's a, it's a, that's a big issue. And, and Julius, we've seen the offense go at, at a high level when the offense goes through him. We've seen it this year and we saw it last year, you know, and again, it, we, we've also seen him play really high level ball with Emmanuel quickly. They were awesome last year. Their, their, their advanced numbers together are not that great this season. Um, but I still believe in that partnership as a potential partnership. We've seen him be very effective with, with Evan Fournier. Um, yeah. Um, it, nice comment though. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, <laughs> blood of the panda. Macri isn't talking basketball right now when he talks about quickly. I just noticed that one. That's good. Um, uh, do, do, do. What is this? Uh, Jordan Bub. Thank you for your contribution, Jordan. Well, Rokas is bowling in Euroleague that he has a major role on. Yeah, Rutt's a nice little drafting stash. He's been doing well. I'm excited to see Rokas over here on this side of the pond. Um, not the not quite the next answer or point guard right now, though. Um, Michael Aaron. Terry is 64th all-time in points. More than Tracy McGrady. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, 
Jason Terry was a good. Again, that's like, but again, Jason Terry was a guy who was best off the bench. But he even, I just want to acknowledge. So, and that's why this, the the conversation about is he should he start or whatever. That's not that interesting to me because, so. 2007, 2008 was the first year other than his rookie year that um, Jason Terry played predominantly off the bench. He played all 82 games. He started 34 games, averaged 31 and a half minutes. 2008, 2009 started 11 of 74 games, averaged 33.7 minutes. 2009, 2010, Started 12 of 77, averaged 33 minutes. And then for the Mavs championship team, 2010-11, played all 82 games, only started 10, averaged 31.3 minutes. And then the year after that, 31.7 minutes, only started one game. You could be a top three impact player on a a championship caliber team and not start. Um, It would not surprise me if that's the way Quickly's career went. But maybe right now the Knicks, maybe the Knicks need him to. Maybe that is the way his career goes. But right now the Knicks need him to start. We'll we'll see. Um, Aussie Knicks fan, hit the like button if you think Emmanuel quickly should start. <laughs> so right now we have forty four likes. Feel free to hit the like button if you are enjoying uh, this commiseration session slash Emmanuel quickly love fest. But yeah, hit the like button if you think Emmanuel quickly should start. Um, I might hit the like button. Sam Scarfo, um, been a Nick fan 33 years. Is this franchise allergic to athleticism? Are you, Sam, are you sure you're not uh, sitting next to Steve Mills and, uh, and Scott Perry? Don't forget, that was their MO um, when they made their initial set of roster moves, I think, together. We knew we needed to get more athletic. Didn't work out so well. Um, you know, I think... I mean, Alfred Payton's a pretty good athlete. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Um, with, with Kemba and, and Fournier, they definitely took a step back in athleticism. Um, but I would say, you know, Randall in his own ways is, is kind of a, a pretty pretty good athlete. RJ, again, in, in his own way is kind of a good athlete. Obi, quickly. Like Derrick Rose still, post-injury Derrick Rose, still pretty good athlete. Um. Yeah, could they use one more guy? I mean, look, I, I God, I'm going to keep going back to this. Someone brought it up on the halftime Zoom. Dejounte Murray, man, I don't know if he's an elite athlete. Guys, guys tore his ACL less than two years ago. Is it less than two years ago? Whatever, it's about two years ago. Um, he would look so good on this team. Um, yeah, they could stand to get a little bit more athletic. Sure. Um, Robert Cross. Love you, Robert. Always coming back for more. This is your third Super Chat, and everyone ends with hashtag 53 wins. My comment in regards to Jason Terry is just that. IQ, to me, has all-star point guard potential. I love you, Robert. This is why you're my favorite. I don't see IQ as a six-man. I see him as the man. I mean, who am I to say no? Um, I, I, I just don't know yet. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to make that proclamation about a guy who we've never seen play against starters. Um, And we've never seen – like we see the offense run through him against backups. 
that's you know I want to see him really run the offense against starters that'd be nice um and can you really like can you dictate the show can you really set the tone can you be a point guard there's like a different there's a level between obviously like getting your own bucket, but making the right pass when it's there to be made and making it accurately and the whole thing and just really running the show. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying Kemba's doing any better of a job right now because, quite frankly, he's not. Um, Those guys are so rare. Um, But, again, I'm going to just go back to my default response. I'd love to see it. Uh, I'm not sure I'm saying they should make a change, but if they do, I'll be as curious and happy as anyone. Um, Brian Benjamin, Knox and Kemba for Rubio. Uh, what is, what is Rubio making this year? Um, uh, thank you, Andrew. I wanted to talk about that anyway. Um, what is Ricky Rubio? Is Rick, I, I don't, I don't think Cleveland is not going to do that trade. I'm just curious if it works in the trade machine. Uh, current contract. I think that, I think that, I think they signed into a decent number. Oh, that's right. They traded for his contract. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, it does work money-wise. Uh, yeah, I don't think Cleveland's doing that. Would I do it? Uh, oh, goodness. How quickly How quickly we turn on those we love. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do it. Uh, I don't think Cleveland's doing that, though. Um, okay, so this is from the regular chat from uh, Kevin Danishevsky. Um, thoughts on Mitch? Um... I, I <laughs> shut up, Andrew. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's half a step slow. I made I, and Kevin, you know, I'll I'll repeat what I said in our in our halftime Zoom. I thought Noel would play a lot more minutes in the second half and a, a lot of minutes like that because Noel. This is obviously a team with uh, Paul and Booker that lives off the pick and roll. And um, when you get Noel into the pick and roll, you can momentarily switch it. And then Noel with his quick hands and just his quick feet and quick everything, he's really he's a fast player, can kind of disrupt the ball handler out on the perimeter just long enough to switch back to the big. And I think, by and large, Noel has been really good defensively this year. And then on on offense, like, Mitch still does the one thing that Mitch does, which is catch lobs and get off – two things, excuse me, two things. Catch lobs, get offensive rebounds. Um, He makes an impact in those areas, but we, we have seen Mitch dominate basketball games, like dominate basketball games, be the best player on the Knicks, like last year. In the beginning of this year, I, I, I just did my updated uh, Stars in the Game standings in the newsletter. I think it was on uh, earlier this week. And Mitch is still like second or third because of all of the – in the first five, four or five games of the season, every game, it was Mitchell Robinson or t- two stars, three stars, whatever. His impact was that impressive. And I guess he's a little hurt, but or maybe I imagine those first handful of games. I don't know what it is, but it feels like we're still a little something's not something's not right. Um, 
Because, again, we know what Mitch looks like when he's dominating. He's not dominating right now. I don't know what else to say. Um, hopefully he gets right and he'll be he'll be fine. All right. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I am going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody coming in. I hope everybody, again, had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, is enjoying themselves on this long weekend. I'll take one more comment. The first one that I see. Um, what do we got here? Big midget. We need, we do need a Derek Rose type mid season trade. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a, a common refrain from now or for the next month or two. I just don't know where the obvious deal is. And, uh, I have a thought that I'm not going to say right now, but I don't know where the obvious deal is. There is no obvious deal. Um, unless they really are out on Kemba and they are willing to basically use Kemba as salary to bring in someone and like attach a pick. Even so, I mean, what does Kemba in a first get you? Does it get you something worth trading for? Is Kemba in a first getting you, you know, DeJounte Murray? I, I doubt it. Um, the money doesn't work out. So you need to you need to be how about that? Here's here's the trade. Kemba Knox, first round pick, DeJounte Murray. Done. Tell me where I sign. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm that fortunate. Uh and then I have Andrew here telling me to take JD's comment. Um, I don't trust Tibbs to let IQ make a few mistakes while starting a point guard. IQ will get into no rhythm that way. They need to give him at least 10 games to show what he could do as the starter. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair comment. I love Tibbs. I don't know that I trust Tibbs any more than you do. Uh, to do that specifically. That said, that said, Tibbs is desperate to win games. I have to think there's a part of him that thinks that giving this kid more time is the better path. A part of him, not all of him, a part of him. Maybe, I don't know. I wouldn't rule anything out. We'll see. Great game from Quickly. Not so great from uh, the rest of the team, but... We move on. Hopefully a better result tomorrow night. I will see everybody uh, after the game tomorrow uh, against Atlanta. Hope they show up with a, uh, a better, better performance. Let's say that. All right. Peace out, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.